This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Living the Gospel. I'm Malenko and I'm talking to Kathy today. Hi everyone. Uh, today we're going to talk about the name of this podcast. It's called Living the Gospel and we were just talking about this, what does that actually mean? And Kathy, you told me recently that you'd read an article about the gospel. Yes. So it was interesting. I found this article online. This guy was writing about how he had talked to a group of 20-somethings, or he had this question that he, he liked to ask people. And he would just ask, you know, if he found out someone was a Christian, he would say to them, okay, so what is the gospel? And he said it was interesting because he would get a lot of sort of like, hmm, um, well, it's sort of stuttering answers. People didn't really know what to say, actually. So it got me thinking, like, this is a good test that I can give myself. Like, how would I answer that question? What is the gospel? And more importantly than that, even, what does the gospel mean for me? What does, what does it mean for my life? What does it lead to? And what is the result of, as we say, living the gospel, right? Right. So the gospel is the good news. We that's what that's what the gospel means actually, right? Good news. And um in Romans 1, Paul writes to the Romans there about the gospel of God and he says this is the gospel concerning his son who was descended from David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So there's kind of a lot in that. So there's there's two parts to the gospel and that, that first part that is that he is descended from david according to the flesh which means basically that he was a human being just like us and that's why is that the gospel what's so important about that and the thing is that when you read about jesus that he it's written several places about him very clearly that he was born like us with the flesh like ours that he was tempted in all points as we are but it says yet without sin and that's what's so incredibly significant he was a human being descended from david you know david had all these weaknesses and that went down the line as everyone has this human nature and there jesus was born from that line yet he lived his life without sin and when he then died on the cross, he could say to God, in your hands I deliver my spirit. Then he he was finished with that without having sinned. That's incredible. Yeah. But it's interesting because we also read about how he had to pray, not my will but yours be done, God, and that he had to pray with loud cries and tears actually because he did have his own will, right? Yes, he did. Like that, It's proof that he was born with a flesh just like us. He had his will, and he actually had to pray with loud cries and tears to overcome that will, so that God's will could be done. Right, and th- and that's that's the other that's part of this is that he he says those very words, not my will, but yours be done. So there was a struggle going on there, and what what was his will? That was that was that which came from that human nature, that flesh which he had inherited from the line of David. But the the other thing is that. He didn't have a desire to sin, and that's important. He had a will that was he felt that from his flesh, but his desire 
was to serve God, and that was because he was born of the Spirit and he had the Spirit with him from birth. And that Spirit was that driving force in him. He still had to make the choice. He still had to cry out with loud crying and tears. He had to pray. He had to go that way. But his will was to do the will of the Father. That was his desire. And that was that was where the, what that struggle was that caused him to come into that great anguish that he cried out, you know, if it's possible, let this pass, but not my will, but yours be done. And that attitude of mind, that is what he left us as an example. And he says that himself too in Luke 9. Uh, it says there in verse 23, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So to come after Jesus, to be his disciple, to follow him, I have to take up my cross daily. I have to deny myself. And uh, that, that's really significant. That's that first part of the gospel is that Jesus Christ was born as a human being. He who uh, gave up everything in heaven, it says in Philippians, he humbled himself and became a servant, like a, he became a human being. And he showed the way that you can do that to come through this life without committing sin. And that was by denying himself and taking up his cross. Hmm. So that means that anyone who is a human of flesh and blood, just as he was, can follow him on the way that he that he opened. Exactly. And then, then you come to the second part of the, the gospel that Paul writes about, that he, he was declared the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. So... By overcoming that sin, he was able to overcome death. He was resurrected from the death and he was declared the Son of God, which is where he is today at God's right hand. He is interceding for us. He is praying for us and he is, he is there in heaven. And that is this mighty, glorious victory that he overcame sin and death as a human being and is there today. So we'll talk a bit more about that second part of it, but what's it, what's important now is how can we follow Jesus? Right. And uh, I was just thinking what Paul writes there in 1 Corinthians uh, chapters 1 and 2, there he goes into this, the message of the cross, which is a foolishness for those who are perishing, those who don't understand. But for us who are being saved, he writes, we preach Christ, uh, the wisdom of God, and the power of God. That's the power unto salvation. And then he goes on in chapter 2 to say that he didn't want to know anything among the Corinthians other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. So here we see the huge significance of these words that Paul wanted to know nothing else but the message of the cross. Yeah, so we can see that's just the absolute hub of everything right there. That is the way to go. That what Jesus says, take up your cross daily and follow me. And uh, the message of the cross, they were not talking there about the cross on Calvary where Jesus physically died and where he took upon himself the punishment for our sins so that we can get atonement. But what he's talking about is that cross that has to be borne daily where sin that comes up as my will, same as Jesus felt, that my will that goes against God's will, that you have to cut, that it, there's a clash there, that I deny that. That's where I need that cross, where my 
my own will needs to be put on the cross. Right. And that is to live the gospel daily, is to do that day by day, put my own will on the cross so that God's will can be done. Like it says that in the Lord's Prayer, that we pray that um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what I'm doing, living the gospel day by day, putting to death what I see of sin in my own flesh so that God's will can be done here on earth, right? And in that way, I am, as it's written in Romans 8.29, being conformed to the image of the Son. And that's the good news. That's pretty incredible. Right? (laughs) That's pretty incredible, conformed to the image of Jesus himself. Yeah. That's fantastic news. Yeah, like it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't. So then the question, though, is, how does that happen? How How can I live that day by day? How can I every day take up my cross and... And follow Jesus. Like, how do I? How do I actually do that? Practically speaking, right? It starts with an with an attitude of mind. It starts with a decision that now I'm going to give up everything, and I'm going to follow follow Jesus. That's what he said to his disciples. You know, he had to, they had to leave everything behind them and then start following him. So that's that's the first step. And then I've got this mind that now I want to serve Christ. I thought about the incredible testimony that Paul actually gives in Galatians 2.20. And it's actually the same testimony that I can have for my own life, which is that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that was a position of faith that Paul had, right? I have been crucified with Christ. That is my own will my own desires, my own flesh, I have been crucified with Christ. So that's all crucified. And now I have this position of faith when I'm tempted that, no, it's not me who lives. Christ lives in me, right? Hmm. So, you know, if you're tempted, for example, to look at things that you know you shouldn't, then you have this in you already. No, I have been crucified with Christ. And therefore, I cannot do this thing, right? Because it's actually Christ who lives in me. Right? And then I thought it kind of brought me back too to that testimony that Joseph has in Genesis where he was tempted by Potiphar's wife. And, and his response was, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against my God? Right? So you have this already before the temptation. You have this, I have been crucified with Christ and it is Christ who lives within me. So I cannot do this thing. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and really to be, be alert when I've got that attitude of mind, I have been crucified with Christ, I've got that position of faith, then comes the following Christ where I take up my cross and I and I actually hate this sin, I don't give in to it, I deny myself. And, and in that way, my own will gets put to death on that cross and instead of that comes forth uh, something new. And we can see that in further in, in Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 10, uh, where um, Paul writes that, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that's the cross, over the, over my own will, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Then something new comes out, right? Something something starts to grow. There's, there's, a, there's a transformation. That's the really exciting part that here I'm beginning to see there's a change taking place where it looked impossible, where all I could see was my own nature and my own will, you know, making its demands. There's a change taking place. And, and where I was, where I was uh, you know, impatient or, 
or full of demands. I'm be, I've become patient. I become mild. I become long-suffering. These things start happening in me. When we think about how Jesus lived, it was only for the others, right? And that's what I can start to be too, that I have this, this spirit of blessing and love that comes from me. You know, and that's what mm. people taste. They taste this life of Christ in me. Yeah. And uh, this, is, this, is, this is one of the reasons it's called the good tidings or the, the glad tidings. It's, it's a really good news. You can be transformed. And that's taking place in this life. Yeah, that's transformation. And something that we experience as we, as, we, as we take up our cross and follow Jesus, we experience it to a greater and greater degree in our life, right? Like mm. there's more transformation, there's more change, there's more fruit of the Spirit that comes from my life. And, and you can, but you can have it like this, okay, it's one thing to talk about this and be excited about it, but okay, you get back to daily life and then you notice, oh, it's all there, the old nature's all there. And you keep getting tempted and it's the same old, same old, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you can really get tempted to lose heart, to give up and to, you know, that. But, but the thing is that in all of this, we have been given help. We've been given the Holy Spirit that uh, Jesus has sent back to earth after he uh, ascended and went back to his Father. He sent the Holy Spirit to be his, to be of help for us. We've received the Word of God. We've received uh, all that help that we need to be able to overcome. And the Spirit that works in us, the Spirit works in us a will to do God's will. That's what was the driving force in Jesus, right? Yeah, right. That he had his own will. He had his his. Uh, the will that he had to deny, not my will, but yours be done. But what was driving him, that was the spirit that was in him, the spirit of God that drove him to want to do God's will. That was his desire. And when we are born again, we get that desire, maybe not as, not as feelings, not as something that we, we, you know, feel that this is what we want to do, but it's, it's in our spirit. Our spirit is, my attitude is, I want to do God's will. And that comes with that, I have been crucified with Christ. And that's what the Holy Spirit strengthens in us, that will to do right. So when, when I then get tempted, okay, my feelings say something else and the whole situation is, you know, the same old. But when I've taken that decision, then there's something new has happened in me. And that is that I want to now do God's will. I want to deny myself my own will. I want to take up my cross and follow him. I want to be a disciple. And that that's that becomes my strength. And this is so we really have to pray for that, you know, that to receive the Holy Spirit and to receive this will to suffer as Jesus did so that I can overcome. Right. Well, and to get these eyes that see to the future, right? Like I don't see just the situation that's right in front of me, but I look forward to what what comes from from this situation if I take it right. What comes is transformation. What comes is is purity and righteousness in me. And what comes is is that I'm conformed to the image of the Son, and the life of Christ becomes my life. Right. And this is this is where I think the second part of the the gospel that Paul mentioned in Romans one really starts to come forward because there it says that. Jesus was also declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. 
And this is this is what's so incredible. Jesus not only suffered here on earth, not only died, and then, okay, we know he rose from the dead and, and is up in heaven now, but the reason he did that was that he should prepare a place for us. He said, now, okay, now you're on earth, now you follow me, be my disciple, go that way, deny yourself, take up your cross, but there's going to be a result. And that result is that one day you shall see me as I am and you will be like me and we will be together in all eternity. This is, the, this is what the incredible thing is, that it's not, it's not just a life of denying yourself and, okay, what then? But that we shall be transformed to be like the image of his son. It's incredible. And this is what we have to have with us in the daily life. You know, all those situations, you know the situations you're in when you're tempted to thoughts of impatience or thoughts of discouragement or, or thoughts of envy, and everyone knows what this is. This is daily life. That's where I have to follow Jesus. That means there I have to deny myself. There I have to take up my cross. When I'm being tempted in that very moment that I'm being tempted to these awful things, that's where I'm a disciple. Yeah. Yeah. And I follow him, and when I follow him on that way, I will come to where he is today. I have this verse as a background on my laptop um, from Psalm 117.5, I shall be satisfied when I wake in your likeness. So for me, that is my only goal, and that's the only thing that's going to satisfy me, actually, when I am conformed to his image. And if, as long as I'm still seeing my own flesh and my own will, then then I'm not satisfied. There's still something for me to reach forward to and fight for. And it's not a discouraging thought. It's it's a hopeful thought because as long as I'm on this way, then that transformation is happening. Right. And it's it's a guarantee that I will be see him as he is and be with him in eternity. It's a guarantee. And that's what uh, the living this life, it's just, uh, it's the best life you can live. If we follow him, each one of us, no matter who we are, no matter what our background is, no matter, you know, our situations or anything, we all have that same opportunity. Every human being on earth has that opportunity to follow Jesus. And that is, that's the glad tidings, the gospel. And when you talk about good news, that is the absolute definition of good news, right? Like it doesn't mm. get better than that. And, and the thing is here, to make this my personal life, how am I using this? How, how do I follow Jesus? Am I a disciple right now? Am I denying myself and taking my, up my cross? It doesn't sound glamorous, but that's what it means to follow Jesus. And what happens then is that a transformation takes place. And that's not, that's not glamorous, but it's, it's, it's incredibly fantastic good news that I am being transformed. It's got nothing to do with an outward appearance. It's got to do with transformation and being made ready for heaven. So I think, I think this is something that each one of us as Christians, as professing Christians should be doing, you know, looking at it. How is the gospel working for me? How can I live the gospel? Right. And do I have that goal really to be conformed to the image of Christ? Is that yes. my one desire in life? Yeah. Yeah. And we never need to be stumped for an answer if someone asks us to, to uh, defend our faith or to explain what the gospel is or, you know, to, to 
tell what we believe in. We don't need to. We don't need to search for answers. This is the answer. I am. I believe in transformation. I believe in taking up my cross and following Jesus. I believe that I will see Him as He is, and I will be like Him, as John says. That's the gospel. So, if you want to read a little bit more about the gospel of God, we have actually an ebook on the website called "The Gospel of God." So, we'll put a link for that in the episode description for today. And that's really good reading. I can really recommend it. It's it's really worthwhile to lo- download it and have a look. Yeah, we also have um, a section on our website called Key Teachings, and in the Key Teachings, one of them is the message of the cross. And there's a lot more about what we've been talking about the cross in there. That's really, really important and good reading. So we'll put a link for that also in today's episode description. Yeah. So we'll round off here for this time. Thanks for listening and remember to tune in next week as well. See you next time. Bye.